I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Friday night at the South Point, and it is happening over here tonight. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, glad you could join us from the South Point. Uh, we will talk UFC 270 tonight. Obviously, the big topic, of course, division round in the NFL. We'll go through all the injury reports one final time. Get you ready to handicap, if you haven't bet already, the four divisional round games this weekend in the NFL. And some golf talk, some tennis talk, some puck drops to start, though. What is wrong with you? Did you look and win last night? Or was that last night? The Kraken played tonight. Did they was, play last night? When, was, when were they the favorite? A couple nights game. ago. That was a couple, was a couple nights, nights ago. ago. Did was they it? win as favorites? The Kraken. I love when you guys look at me for answers on things. Well, I just, I mean, listen, Kelly, you're supposed you to be the, the all-knowing wizard over there. And, like, you, you don't. You uh, can don't. I get that on a nameplate? All-knowing wizard. That's fine. Listen, we'll get, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get back to you. No, hold on. I'm on it right now. Kraken played last night. As favorites. Yeah, remember? Because they were oh, favorites. Oh, that was yesterday? Uh, I don't know. Sorry. The, I don't know. Day ESPN. Day. Uh, they won 3-2 uh, to two over the Sharks as favorites. Yes. Oh. <sighs> I don't know what that means, ladies oh. and gentlemen. I just know that he's distraught about they it. They outscored the Sharks 3-1 to one in the final two periods. Just that's, domination. That's what it was? <laughs> domination. You know what? <laughs> Done with the Sharks now, too. Kraken and Sharks off the table. Mm. A lot of teal you're throwing out. Yep. A lot of teal. That's it. Uh, all right, so three games Glad we got tipping. that out of the way. Yes, three games tipping right now in the NBA if you want to get involved. Thunder and the Hornets. Hornets are 8.5 to 9-point home favorites. 224, 224 and a half the total. Lakers and Magic. Lakers are four and a half point road favorites, 217, 217 and a half. And then with the Clippers and the Sixers, the Sixers are anywhere from seven and a half, seven all the way to eight and a half. So there's a point and a half difference in this one. So be sure and do some shopping. Yeah, that's uh, that's based off of news. It's just been coming down the past like 10, 20 minutes. I guess Marcus Morris and Nicholas Batum both got upgraded. Uh, to probable and will be playing in this game for the Clippers tonight. So that was kind. Of, that spread was eight, eight and a half, nine earlier, all the way down to seven in some places. Uh, two fourteen, two fourteen and a half. The total seven thirty Eastern, four thirty Pacific. Heat and Hawks. The Hawks are one, one and a half point home favorites. Two seventeen and a half, two eighteen. The total Blazers and the Celtics at seven thirty Eastern, four thirty Pacific. Celtics seven and a half to eight point. Home favorites, 212, 211 and a half, 212 the total. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, the Raptors and the Wizards. Raptors are two, two and a half point road favorites over the Wizards, 216 and a half, all the way to 217 and a half the total. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, the Bulls and the Bucks. The Bucks are 10 and a half point home favorites, 227 and a half the total. 
8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, the Nets and the Spurs. The Spurs are point-and-a-half home favorites over the Nets. Big 234-and-a-half total there. Nine Eastern, six Pacific, the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. The Nuggets are three, three-and-a-half point home favorites. 224 to 225 the total there. Nine Eastern, six Pacific, the Pistons and the Jazz. The Jazz are 13, 13 and a half point home favorites over the Pistons, 217, 217 and a half. And then 10 Eastern, seven Pacific, the Rockets and the Warriors. The Warriors are 11 and a half to 12 point home favorites over the Rockets, 229, 229 and a half. The total in that one over on the ice. These two games are happening right now if you want to get involved. Penguins and the Blue Jackets. Penguins are minus 230 road favorites, plus 195 on the home jackets. Rangers and Hurricanes. Hurricanes are minus 210 home favorites, plus 180 on the visiting Rangers. Two games at 730 Eastern, Coyotes and Islanders. Islanders minus 280 home favorites, plus 235 if you want the Coyotes on the road. Stars and Red Wings is about a coin toss, a little bit shaded in favor of the Stars. 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, the Wild and the Blackhawks. The Wild minus 120 road favorites, even money on the Blackhawks at home. 7 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern, we've got the Lightning and the Ducks. Lightning minus 270 road favorites over the Ducks. Ducks plus 215 at home there. 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Panthers and the Canucks. Panthers minus 205 road favorites, plus 170 on the home Canucks. And 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Blues and the Kraken! The Blues are minus 170 road favorite over the Kraken, plus 150. All your money on the Blues. Kraken cannot win two games in a row. It is impossible. I was trying to brace you. I mean, I told you they were playing. I didn't know listen, to surprise you. Listen, <laughs> as a as a longtime Kraken hater, I know this, that you can, they cannot win two games in a row. Minus 170 is a gift on the Blues tonight. Long, a gift. Longtime Kraken hater that yes, you are. A a. Gift, I will say that. Uh, also, just I didn't mention this yesterday, and we had Preston on for the for the entire segment. But I did, Kelly, when I texted you the other night. So I do have a Jokic MVP ticket, eight to one. Yeah, me too. I took the hundred to one on Harden, and I took a sixteen to one on Morant. So I've got uh, I have those three in the account. I'm surprised you found a sixteen to one. No, the sixteen to one was like. Oh, okay. Like two days before, yeah, whatever, three or four. Yeah, days. I bet that hundred to one uh, when we were talking about it with Harden, and then I did bet, uh, jump on Jokic too. That one, uh, there was that one shop that was dishing some late and, night, and everybody else had five, like five and six. So yeah, we were able to get a really, really good oh, number. No, no, no. The shop that uh, Preston uh, uh, referenced last night of still hanging a stale number on it. I was able to get that overnight that night. So it was 15 to 1 I got on Jokic. <laughs> May I yes. jump in and give a tennis pick before it starts? Yes, get your tennis picks out there. Clara Towson over Danielle freaking Collins. It's her, it's her nickname. She didn't make that up. Didn't just scream that, but that's really her nickname. Clara Towson, I got a plus 106 last night. It is minus 125 at uh, first serve time. You got to race to get that in if you want to bet Towson. But I will say this. Uh, minus 25, don't go any higher than that. That's that's even stretching it a little bit from minus 120, which was really my parameter, but that's about to start. Again, here we are. We've had a few matches already this tournament. 40 cents ahead of the close, 40 cents ahead of the close, 50 cents ahead of the close. Here we're 26 cents ahead of the close. Excuse me, uh, pardon me, 31 cents ahead of the close. 
We're 0-3 in all of those that we were out of the close-in. So it's no What guarantee. did you buy with all that CLV? Oh, two bagels. But, oh, man. Not even. I had to pull that out of the bucket. And a little later on, this is actually not a half an hour later. It's actually uh, later on uh, Eastern time uh, on the state side, but it's about 7.30 Pacific, I believe. Roberto Bautista Gut over the American Taylor Fritz. That is, uh, I got it at minus 108. Quick check to see what that is right now. And that is, do-do-do. I probably some... screwed up my times. That's okay. You're allowed to do it. It's, oh, that's minus 132. So we are 22 cents. That's minus 130. We're 22 cents ahead of that time. I gave these out this morning. I bet these last night. This is the trouble when you when you have a tournament on the other side of the world. I handicap them after primetime action last night for tonight. So sorry that they're not... At and the I same can prices. confirm, 10.30 Eastern time. So Thank 7 yes. p.m. Eastern time on the first one, 10.30 Eastern time on the second one. So both, if you're doing them pre-flop, both on the cusp of not being able to be played, quite frankly, at their at their price, maybe you'll have an opportunity to get it in match. There you go. And there you have it. And Kelly has some bets Yeah, as well. I got a couple NBA bets tonight. I did play the Heat at the Hawks. These two teams have played. This will be the third meeting in about the past week and a half. No Tyler Hero, no Kyle Lowry for the Heat tonight, which does make me a little nervous uh, with how they're going to match up against Trey Young. No Gallinari, no Bogdanovich. No, uh, looks like Capella will go for the Hawks tonight. This is just simple kind of looking at – Looking at stats of how these teams have been playing, and uh, frankly, this Atlanta team is uh, is is kind of in shambles right now. But over the past, uh, this dates back to January one. We've got the Heat are six and three, fifth best point differential in the league. Uh, at 7.7, go down to Atlanta Hawks. They are 3-6 and six in that time. They are minus 6.7 point differential in that time. Uh, even if you go back, I go back. I went back another month, and you've still got a, a very big difference between these two teams. Um, like that bet with the on the Heat tonight early on. And then Grizzlies plus 3.5. This is really more, listen, the Denver, Denver Nuggets have been a hot team. Nikola Jokic stealing all the headlines right now. Memphis has played a pretty brutal schedule these past, man, six, five, five six games. They are still 8-2 and two in their last 10. Yes, they lost against Milwaukee last, picked up a win against Chicago in between, a loss against Dallas before that, but then wins against Minnesota, wins against Golden State, wins against Lakers, Clippers, so on, so on. Denver, yeah, they picked up that win against the Clippers, but they lost against Utah pretty handily, over 20 points. One against the Lakers, whoop-de-doo. One against Portland, whoop-de-doo. Lost against the Clippers. One against OKC. One a against, lot of whoop-de-doos. Yeah, well, a lot of whoop-de-doos. One yeah. against Sacramento. So, listen, I'm buying into the Jokic hype completely right now. I'm not buying into the Denver hype uh, as much. So, uh, I am definitely playing the other side of that tonight with the Grizzlies. I understand why their number it, – it, going going into Denver is never easy, but I'll still take points with the, with the Memphis Grizzlies at this point. All right. Rocky music. Rocky music, Kelly. Whoop whoop de doo. The Tennessee Titans have officially activated running back Derrick Henry from injured reserve. Thank you. Is that dramatic enough? Yeah, whoop de doo. Dude, here he comes. <laughs> Everything we say today, just, <laughs> just kill it with a whoop de doo. Uh, he the will... problem is, after you get per, uh, part that, uh, past that first part of Rocky, yeah. it's really, like really high notes. And that's not for you. Oh, okay. No, no, no stop. That's pretty good, actually. It was pretty good. Yeah. Right? But I should definitely stop here. Right? Derrick Henry will play tomorrow against the Bengals. He will start. 
Titans favored by three and a half. That's the early game tomorrow, 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, the first of the four divisional round games. Rams coach Sean McVay saying that left tackle Andrew Whitworth and safety Taylor Rapp will be out on Sunday versus the Bucks. Neither will play early game on Sunday. And the Carolina Panthers make news off the field today. They plan to hire Ben McAdoo as the team's offensive coordinator. League source told ESPN's David Newton today he will replace Joe Brady, if you recall, who was fired strange timing-wise in early December. And just about 45 minutes ago, the weirdest, I think, of all of the of the, of the the offseason moves, um, the Ravens fired Wink Martindale, from defensive coordinator. Really? Yeah. They did? Yeah. Uh, just out, out of nowhere. I mean, he had... The most injury-riddled defense in the history of the NFL, basically, and uh, he should be getting head coaching interviews before guys like Kellen Moore should be. So that was that was quite interesting. So I imagine he will he will easily find a job this and, offseason. And Jerry Jones is frustrated. Not going to talk about his staff. That was the other thing out of Dallas today. We'll come back. We'll look at the highest passing yardage prop this weekend and most receiving yards. That's next. Beeson's primetime action. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show, and if you did, shame on you. Or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. See, that's the thing about podcasts. Go to VSIN.com slash podcast and get beating the book. With me, Gil Alexander, or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we got hardwood handicappers, the Lombardi line, follow the money, my guys in the desert, coast-to-coast hoops, wide world of wine garden, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. I noticed uh, that both you and Kelly are kind of happy today because uh, things might be looking up at the golf tournament, the American Express. You got some people lurking. You got lurkers. Well, no, I just got lucky. Because I messed up on a bet I made. That's why I was happy. Kelly has lurkers. Oh, I thought you had lurkers, too. Kelly, you have a lurker. You have a serious oh, lurker. I got extreme lurkers. I got, uh, so Cantlay's 14 under to lead. I got Tom, the great hoagie, mm-hmm. tied for second. He's 13 under. I got 140 to one taken on him. So that would be pretty sweet. And then uh, Willie Z, he's T, uh, T4 at 12 under right now. Two shots off the lead. I got a 15-1 taken on him. All right. Two full days of golf. What could go wrong? Between what could go, what could go wrong? <laughs> what could go well, wrong? I just got the. I I, I was I was happy because I had the pleasant surprise of I bet Cantlay over Rom in a matchup 
and it was uh, it was accidentally the first round matchup and not the full tournament matchup. And I was like, why is there more money in Mike? And what, what's going on? And I go and look. Thought maybe some future bet hit or so, whatever, something like that. That never happens. And, to and it was like, oh, never. I accidentally hit the first round matchup as opposed to the full. full yeah, I, I've almost done that a couple of times. Yeah, I'll tell you though, with this Tom Hoagie bet, I've got a six to one on him to hit top twenty. I, 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 all I'm rooting for is that one because the 141 is such a long shot dream with some of the players in this field. I, I'm not really counting on that one until it maybe gets late on Sunday, but six to one top 20. Mm-hmm. I'll take that any day of the week. You better hope this uh, Joseph Bramlett character doesn't uh, yeah, calm down. Bramlett doesn't, doesn't take off here in the 17th and 18th. Holes. He's also uh, in the lead with Patrick Cantlay co-leaders at 14 under Hoagie one back at 13 under the American Express. All right, you could bet the NFL this way uh, this weekend and every weekend, but this weekend in particular, playoff time, so many different ways. How about a prop? How about most passing yards? And how about doing it by matchup? These are pretty interesting. These are available at DraftKings, and they are paired, well, I guess kind of randomly, Joe Burrow versus Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, even Joe Burrow, the slight favorite at minus 120. I guess the thinking there being... Cincinnati might be pitching it around the yard, or they're just a pass-heavy team anyway. But Burrow is the slight favorite. Any thought there? Yeah, that's it. I mean, he should be, and I, I kind of feel like maybe maybe even more of of a favorite than he is because, again, like I, if you kind of look at, at their two different outcomes here, right? So their path to victory would be success through the air, and then if they're getting beat, then – they just have to throw it all over the place, right? So it's kind of like you, you look at how Cincinnati, a couple of different paths to to game script there, and that's pretty, you know, I kind of think those are the only two, right? For me, I, I don't think that it's like, oh, the the Bengals won, and it was because Joe Mixon had 130 rushing. You're right. like, I just don't think that that's the case. <laughs> right. You know, it's yeah. like I, I don't see that happening. So I kind of – actually, I probably – would play that to be honest with you. Like I think that that's pretty. I think I would play this next one. Pretty good. Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, coin flip minus one ten on each side. I would take Tannehill. I think Derrick Henry's presence helps Ryan Tannehill, as we've talked about ad nauseum this week, more than it might even help the Titans' rushing situation. That's the thing. Eight in the box. Let AJ Brown and Julio go nuts. I think Julio actually shows up in this one. I would go Ryan Tannehill. The in in the other thing here is like. Unlike the Burrow side of things where I said, like, if things go south, then you can just expect him to to crank up that volume even more. For Garoppolo, they would wait. They would wait until oh, yeah. it was like last resort for them to just start throwing every single down, right? Because they understand that is just that's minus E V for this team and how they would how they would go about winning that game. And so it wouldn't be like a where the where the Bengals might flip the switch like middle of the second quarter and just be like, okay, we just got to throw every down like this. I, I can't see the Niners doing that until sometime late in the third, you know, late third quarter, late in the third quarter, because it's just again, Jimmy Garoppolo is just not that guy. Like he he needs he needs only you know he needs twenty two attempts a game, twenty three, twenty four attempts a game. Because if you get him up in that mid thirties, you know, if he had to throw the ball forty times, then. It's a bad, bad, bad scenario for the Niners. I heard so. an interesting assessment of Garoppolo this this week, which I hadn't heard it worded this way, and I'm not sure if it was somebody I talked to or something mm-hmm. I heard. Like, a, yeah, at this point, I have no idea. So I apologize if it was someone I talked to. But there's like Jimmy Garoppolo does nothing off script, right? So like yep. even every other quarterback, oh well, it's time to check down. Oh, maybe I'll I'll freelance a little here. Jimmy G does exactly what Kyle Shanahan 
you know, the, the first option on everything almost. Yeah. It, it, that, I think that's a pretty good description of him. And, and then just, again, we this is, a, this is a bet, and the reason why you would bet one side over the other, I mean, he did also say in the media this past week that his shoulder affected his throws and stuff in the game last week. So, I mean, if he were to take a, a big hit in this game, if he were to take Ooh. an awkward sack or something like that, I mean, there's at least a – a chance that his shoulder is is not 100% too. So, I mean, I, I think Tannehill's easily, easily the play in that one. And yet I'm on the Niners in that game as well. So I'm not all uh, anti-Niners, believe me. I, I think they cover the spread. Matthew Stafford, favorite, or the biggest favorite of these matchups anyway, minus 125 over Josh Allen at plus 105. I think that's appropriate. I think that that's fair because – and, and, and mainly because with the Bills, I think that there is not a clear path to what would be a successful game for them, right? I mean, like a right. successful could game for them succeed on could be Josh. Allen throwing for 300 yards, but it also could be Allen running for Whoa. 85 That's and Singletary running for another 70-something. Or So, so I, I can see why he would be the dog there to Stafford, whereas it's a little bit more clear of a picture as to what a – what a successful day for Stafford, you know, for Stafford and the Rams looks like. Josh Allen will siphon off plays by run. Yeah. Matthew Stafford will not. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Brady is the favorite just because he's always throwing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one's kind of unplayable. Yeah, I do too. I think that one's unplayable. How about receiving yards? Let's see what DraftKings has uh, cooked up for these. Four matchups for receiving yards for divisional round in the National Football League. Oh, no, not that one. Uh, we but have there's that, there you but, go. You know, whatever. Yeah, that's for the next you know, hey. That's okay. Uh, Devonte, huge favorite, actually over Jamar Chase, minus one sixty five on Devonte. That's interesting, Ooh. right? I mean, strictly based off of just the just the price, you'd have to play Chase just off just off the price yeah. alone. Though I, mean, I get it because the Niners' pass defense, yeah. especially deep, is terrible for deep yardage plays. But that's. I think you're right, though. That feels like a little high. That feels like a good bang for your buck on yes. yes is there also, like, if there's ever a time, right, to, like, throw two guys, three guys at Devontae Adams. I was just thinking that. Game. Right? Like, this yes. is the week, and make me, like, beat us some other way. Like, I, you just can't. You cannot end a season looking at a box score being like, oh, Aaron Rodgers went for 330 yeah. yards with – uh, 150 of that going to Devontae Adams, and he had three touchdowns. Like, you cannot end the season that way. Yes, yeah, so if they wake up in the morning and it's Alan Lazard scores three touchdowns and 180 yards receiving, they'll live with that. You can live yeah. with that. It's, I, I couldn't agree more. T. Higgins of the Bengals, minus 140. Debo, plus 115. Now, remember, this is Debo's off position now. I was about to say, like, th- this line's appropriate. And people are going to yeah. look at that and say, what are you talking about? But, I mean, we're talking about Debo's really only getting a handful of targets now per game because he's lining up at the backfield so much. And so it, it's that's an appropriate line. I mean, if you look at, at kind of projections, Higgins is, is probably going to get three to five more targets than, than Debo is in this game, especially if things are going well for the Niners. Like, if you are a... If you're a if you're a right. Niners backer here, then you would you'd be all over Higgins in this one because it would be one of those things where if things are going well for them, that means they are moving the ball well on the ground. That means Debo Samuel's doing his thing in the backfield. I actually talked to a couple of guys who are pretty sharp prop betters um, this week. I didn't pull the trigger on it, but they still they still bet the over on him even at forty yard, even at forty and a half. Like they were mm. they think that they think that again, like we're talking about, I mean the the best 
path to victory for the Niners is is getting the ball in his hands as many times as humanly possible, and the only way you can guarantee that is to hand it to him, yes. right? Like as opposed to as opposed to, to passing him the ball. And so if you can if you hand it to him, then he's gonna you know he's he's gonna do Debo things. And so ten carries last week would it shock you if he gets twelve this week? It would not. You know, or thirteen. Diggs Evans is unplayable, right? Minus yeah. one ten each. Stephon Diggs versus Mike Evans. Who knows? Here's one. Yeah. Whew. Really? And you, Cooper I mean, Cup. Then you play the number. Like, yeah, you got to play the got, number. You play the number. Yeah. Right? You play the number. What we're talking about, it, for those who are listening, is Cooper Cup minus 200, Tyreek Hill plus 155. That's a matchup. That's one I will play. I I, I, I remember seeing this market once upon a time here in Vegas. I'm going to I'm gonna hunt right now because that's one I would play. We're not talking receptions. We're talking receiving Yardage. yards. Yes. And it's kind of the same thing as Devontae Adams, right? Like, are you willing to go down? If you're the Rams, you willing to go down with giving 17 catches up to Cooper Cup for 100 60 yards, like, make someone else beat you. Well, and the, the thing about the two guys that are dogs in those, like the, Chase and Hill, I get it. They're not the volume catch guys, right. but they're also dudes that, that, one that, play. that can go 60, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and one. So it's, yeah. Especially Tyreek. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd play a couple of those. Were we able to bet at DraftKings? But we're <laughs> not. They're not here. Uh, we'll come back. Australian Open thoughts. Review the picks. See how those are doing. Uh, into the weekend next. Beeson's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Beeson, the sports betting network. It is never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure Beeson is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on championship weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on vcin.com, leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. Cannot wait. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the Vsin betting experts before, during, and after the action on vcin.com. Skill, Matt, and Kelly. Australian Open underway. It's the uh, second part of the third round so the second half of the third round i believe that's correct round of 16 begins tomorrow and uh right now let's see the first pick uh i think we're down a break down a break in the first set see if claire towson can uh break back there as far as this weekend is concerned oh by the way then the other pick tonight that i have again roberto bautista agut over taylor fritz no other place tonight did you see the alcaraz berrettini match last Mm -hmm. night phenomenal five setter yeah five setter there and did you? I, I don't know that you stayed up for this, but Naomi Osaka gets beaten in a third set tiebreaker by Amanda Nisimova, which was huge. Yeah, I saw the replay today. I didn't stay up for it, but yeah, no, I, saw, no, no. I saw the replay today. So Nisimova will take on Ash Barty, Ashley Barty, who is a minus four seventeen favorite. So if you look to tomorrow, first of all, just a first glance at tomorrow's lines. Uh, you know, I'm not going against Barty. Azarenka's minus 192 against Krajikova. Maybe some slight value on Krajikova, but I probably won't go against Azarenka. Bedosa and Keys. Bedosa's minus 185. Keys is plus 150. I wouldn't touch that one. I will tell you at a glance, without really crunching the numbers yet, at a glance, the one that looks like it might have some value, Jesse Pagula, plus 176 against Maria Sakari. And you believe you want the football narrative as well. Oh, the uh, you know, Bills Pagula, yeah, Kitty yeah. Ella Pagula, the daughter of the Bills owner, Terry Pagula. Sure, totally. <laughs> You're like, I knew that. Obviously. Uh, men's side, ah, you can't play these. Monfi, minus 500. 
overkick Monovich. Berrettini off that big win over Alcaraz, minus 244 over Carreño Busta. Zverev, minus 526 over Shapovalov. And then Nadal, how about minus 5,000 over Adrian Manorino? So not really hugely playable on the men's side tomorrow. And then we don't know what the uh, next round of 16 games will be because obviously those will be determined by tonight's. But that's that's the initial glance of that. But today it's uh, Towson, who you can get on, on a favorable price right now if she's still down a break, if you're interested. And then uh, Bautista Good later today. Have you been betting the Australian Open at all? Uh, I took a – I took – a little piece of just some of those big parlay, like just some of those bigger parlays Did it last night. For you? Did, did, yeah, but I took the big, big favorites. Oh. Yeah, I, I t- just took like the big, big favorites and laid a little bit, laid a little bit more with them. Uh, with that, I, I will say this. I mean, uh, and I don't think he has any chance to make any real noise or something like that. But so far, Mofi has looked uh, looked really, really good. Has looked like really good. Oh yeah, he's great. He's great. He has looked really, really good. But it's like we always talk about, though. It's like he's great. He's a top to a 10 player. To a point. And then he plays yeah. the greats, and he's got no shot whatsoever. Well, I haven't seen any yeah. of the uh, the typical Malfi uh, uh, bonehead stuff that he, you know. He gets will, a little yeah, weird. Yeah, that he's, yeah. he hadn't seen any of that yet. So I'm wondering if somebody came to him and said, you've probably got like two or three good years left. Maybe knock off the bonehead stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, you know. He looks like a parlay target, though, for tonight. Or tomorrow. You have a parlay target? Uh, he kind of looks like one. I like him as well. A lot uh, of those legs on the ladies' side hit yesterday. Up until Osaka, they were all all the favorites were hitting yesterday. For the, for the money line for parlays. Yeah. But not, not Osaka, though. I didn't play Osaka, but she was late night. Gil, I know you're on uh, Batista Good. I feel like that's a guy I don't see you play a lot. Maybe I'm crazy. That's uh, you know, when, when, when the numbers indicate okay. that you should. What, what, what led you uh, to that bet tonight? Uh, crunching the numbers. You just better player all around. Data, six-month, 12-month, hardcore data. Then Taylor Fritz, who's been playing the best of his career, by the way. Um, but, but you the, still judge him for having a name like Taylor Haley, Harry Fritz. You, that bothers you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You obviously have the advantage, yeah. <laughs> Ta- Towson down a break, though. What is she right now? Do-do-do-do-do. I think it, it, we were just sort of, I was just sort of just lamenting here off air. It's like, this is such a great lesson in how you can you can do your best with the value, but they still have to come through in the end. It's got to be tougher too. Like how how do you guys, how do you guys manage betting like women's versus men's tennis? Where you like you're looking at that one match right now? Okay, she's down four one. I would think it's a little bit more. I mean, a hopeless of a comeback in in a women's situation if they get down early in that first set. Obviously, you got five that you're playing in the men's side in slams. Yeah. So, like, when do you start get to get concerned if if you're on a losing side in on the men's side and then versus the women's? Well, men are always best of three unless it's a slam too. Right. So, general, I mean, so a slam is a little different for men. You don't get worried too early, especially if you have big servers involved. Um, but but in general, two out of three, it's different on the men's and the women's side. On the men's side, if you're down a set or down a set and a break and you're facing a, a big serve, you're way worse off than on the women's side where the serves, servers don't tend to be as reliable. So in those three set matches, would you say that you are far more likely to live bet a women's match than a men's match because of that? Mm. Like with the serving di- uh, difference. I, I, I'm equally likely to bet either live, but for different reasons. Yes, okay. yes. The 
I guess when you're talking about like the only like difference that f- for me and like we we just talked about. I mean, I haven't been betting much of the uh, much of the individual matches, but like these first like the first three rounds on the men's side, like yeah, you'll get burned every now and then. But if you do these, and uh, it's not for everyone, but yes, you can attest. Like yes, you can do these like seven eight leg parlays or whatever, and and they get home like just really 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 odd because like it, it except that the numbers are so high your return is not that yeah. great either. well that's what, yeah. you almost have to go get yes. them like you have yeah. to almost have to get like between six and eight legs on them to make it to where you're not just laying astronomical juice or something but those in the in the first few rounds every now and then you'll get burned but on the men's side like they they get home they get home pretty, pretty off, which is why, which is why I like actually doing it on the women's side. Cause I can get some huge bang for your buck when I feel like I have an edge yeah. knowing which favorites are really reliable and which aren't but, based but, on their numbers. But, but Kelly, that, and the reason that I say that, and it goes back to what we're talking about from a slam aspect. And the reason when I say that I like that on the men's side is because with it going five sets instead of three, it takes some of the variance out. Right. Because like right. the better player over time, the more sets you have and things like that. And so, that's another reason why on the men's side I really like doing it, like the first three rounds essentially of these these tournaments. And again, I know everyone will say, never parlay. I know uh, everyone always screams. Anybody who says that, they can yeah. say that till the cows yeah. come home. Well, it's it's just not, not true. Like, I mean, when you spot, to speak to variance, Matt, right, it's the more, okay, you're taking the serving aspect out of the game a little bit more, right? Because there's going to be there's going to be more ground strokes than there are, you know, much more ground ground strokes comparatively to serves than there would be in a in a in a three set match. Is that directed at you? Or me? I, don't I don't know. What, I don't, I don't know. what the hell did he just say? I, 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 I was like, what the hell did he just say? Like, I don't even know what he, what he just said. If you're, yeah. going five, if you're going five sets, you're yeah. going to have more ground strokes. You're going to have more everything. I know you're going right. to have more everything. Yeah. But I'm saying on, on like, to compare ground strokes to, to serves, you would have money, much, much more ground strokes than if this guy's driving. <laughs> you would have much more ground strokes in a five-set match than you would in a three-set match. Whereas you're gonna have more, you're gonna have more serves in a five five set match, but it's not gonna be nearly as much. Well, what are you trying? To, what are you goes. trying to get at? I'm not sure what you're trying to get at there with that question. With him talking about the variance, it's oh, just where it, I it, see. It, yes, yes, yes. The it, importance of a of a big a, time server. Well, it, we're, I'll just say the data will manifest greater over a best of five, right? More reliably than it would over a best of three, right? Right. Whether it's serve or return of serve. Um, what people who listen to a numbers game and people listen to this show will notice, especially the numbers game listeners, they will notice that I don't play big dogs nearly as much in slams as I do in the 500 tournaments and the 250 tournaments because those you can really get an edge. And we hit, you know, plus 200s and plus 300s at a rate that is really almost ridiculous to think about. Like you couldn't imagine doing that in baseball. But in tennis, it's not really priced well, in my humble opinion. Um, so we'll see if uh, Towson can get back here. Down a break, first set. You have anything going tonight, Dennis? No, nothing. No, I was trying to figure out still what Kelly was was, was saying over there. Like, <laughs> I'm going to crush the numbers for you, and then you're I carried like, oh. the one. I, I, ca- I, carried I was the right one. what I was saying, right? What yes. I that's I interpreted correctly. I carried yes. the one. I put the I moved the things over, and I did all the you know. I'm I'm putting the math together. I'll have it by second hour. <laughs> and by that second. was your and that was your tennis minute, everybody. That's it. I'm done. That's the rest it. of Fridays for you. <laughs>
<laughs> we'll talk UFC 270 next with Jordan Sherwood. Get his thoughts on uh, both the main card, or I should say the main card and the preliminaries, but also the main event and the co-main event. You got bets coming in the UFC, or are you staying away from this? I'm going to wait and just see what that Figueredo number ends up at. Okay. Maybe, maybe that. All right. See if that Figueredo, what is it, about plus 150-ish right about yeah. now? See if that rises. And football, nothing but football, top of the hour, game-by-game injury reports of all the division round games. Let's get this thing going. It's the 24 hours away. It's Feaston's Primetime Action, live from the South Point. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN's got a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. It's our all new big game, big dance special, providing VSIN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th. For only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails. 24-7 video access. The upcoming big game in college hoops betting guides. Plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year. So don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today. 86.80 Canadian. The conversion from $69. 86.80 Canadian. 86.80 Canadian. Yeah. Skill Matt and Kelly. Let's talk some UFC 270. You want some uh, betting action tomorrow night? We got it for you with our buddy Jordan Sherwood. Jordan at Woodon 106.3. How you doing, man? I'm good. I, can we say Happy New Year? Because the first time I've talked to you guys in 2020, <laughs> probably not anymore. Jordan, we're, we're too late. I want to be yeah, the dude. Who, I want to be the dude who says it in March. Happy, <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Just don't say it to Larry David, because uh, then he'll call you out. For sure. He'll call me Good out. to see you guys. Good to see you, too, man. Let's uh, let's crescendo to the main and the co-main. Let's start with the early preliminaries. Anything here tomorrow night? Yeah, I'm going with Kay Hansen uh, inside the distance. I, I think that, you know, look, she's had some time off. Uh, she had a little bit of out, outside the cage issues. She's corrected them, so she's had over a year since the last time we saw her. And she's taking on a 31-year-old UFC rookie that's a kickboxer out of Canada. I like the matchup. I, I like the matchup because, uh, you know, when, when you look at Josh Dubisiev, that's the opponent for Kay Hansen, she's going to look to, you know, facilitate the clinch. 
she's going to look to make it a kickboxing match, and that's a problem. Kay Hansen's better on the ground. I think she's going to take the fight to the ground and get a submission win. Uh, you know, she's seven and four in her mixed martial arts career, but six finishes, and she's way back, better grappler on the ground. So look for her inside the distance. That's one you can grab early. Typically, those women uh, MMA fights don't finish inside the distance. I believe this one will. Jordan, are there any? Uh, it looks like you've got a, a nice little a nice little card here. So wow. let's yeah, yes. ni- nice little card of bets here. So let's just keep on let's keep on rocking and rolling before we get to the uh, to the main card and some of your other ones on the undercard. Yeah, I mean, uh, Hani Barcelos is taking on another UFC rookie. Uh, I'm high on Hani Barcelos. I think that he's shown time and time again the ability to finish fights. It's a little bit of a gamble, even though it's it's a it's favored to do so because Henry has never been finished in 25 fights, but he's 34 years of age, kind of similar approach to what I just mentioned with Kay Hansen. I think Barcelos, who is a finisher, whether on the feet or on the ground, the takedowns we will be there for his, his liking. So I like him to get the finish uh, over Victor Henry in that uh, Bantamway bout on the prelims. So another one that you could play the under or play Barcelos uh, inside the distance uh, for that one. And you like Michael Morales in minus 140 over Trevin Giles. Yeah, I do. I think Morales showed that he's a big-time uh, prospect coming out of the Dana White Contender Series. That fight actually moved to the main card because of a couple of uh, you know ballots that we had with weigh-in issues. Trevon Giles, you know, look, he's a good fighter. Uh, he's talented, very athletic, but he made it, he's making his welterweight debut. And I think the odds makers are not going to be as kind on Morales the second time around. I think it's a value bet for sure. This guy's a big-time prospect. And Trevin Giles also has a lot of hiccups, some brain farts, if you will, inside the octagon of the past. So Morales, I think, a lot of value at dollar forty there to win in his UFC debut and in his UFC pay-per-view debut as well. Jordan, you're laying the wood with Nurmagomedov. Yeah, and it's not name value. It, it isn't. Look, I, I just think it, it, him and Corey Stamen like match up pretty evenly everywhere. I mean, they're both guys that like to start out get some points on the feet and then utilize some grappling, utilize some wrestling. But Nurmagomedov is going to have the reach advantage. He's going to have the size advantage. And I think he has more versatility in his striking game. And, and, and Stamen ha- has struggled with guys that could go hold for hold with him. If you will, you know, the losses to the uh, Devadis the losses to Jimmy Rivera. So probably dollar 80, dollar 85 is as far as I'd go. With Nurmagomedov, I went late two dollars if you get it there. So maybe you want a little bit of value. Nurmagomedov via decision because Stamen is an awfully tough fighter to bow out of there. All right, Jordan, let's get to the good stuff here. Co-main event, flyweight, between Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueredo. Brandon Moreno has had a great 12 to 18-month stretch here. Uh, people are all on board with him. This is minus 180, though. And a quick sort of non-scientific poll, including, I believe, my, our own Matt Brown here sitting next to me. A lot of folks waiting to see how high this will get on Figueredo. But you are not, uh, you are not at all swayed by that. You like Moreno. I mean, the only thing I was kind of, like, waiting on was how Figueredo looked at the weigh-ins. And quite frankly, he looked fantastic. He was the second guy to weigh in after Moreno. Looked like he had no problems with the weight cut. And he will balloon up. And obviously, Biggie, the bigger fighter, uh, in the cage. I just think Moreno has his number. I, I just do. I just think, think Moreno is just going to be able to weather the storm, weather that round, round and a half storm and finish the fight like he did in, in the second fight, which was a submission victory in the third round. I just think Brandon Moreno is the better overall fighter and Figueroa is a freight train for sure for that round and a half. 
but I think there's something about Figueredo having his number. And I didn't like, I didn't like also Figueredo during fight week. He was, you know, the antagonist, he was aggressive. That's not really his mentality. His game is off. I like Brandon Moreno. I like him at the dollar 80, dollar 85. And I think that submission prop is in play once again at plus 275, plus 200, wherever you can get it for him to get the finish within three and a half rounds. Jordan, let's look at the uh, main event, the heavyweight fight here. And before we get to what you think from a an actual in-cage standpoint, I want to get you to try and handicap just just mental the, the mental aspect of Nganu in this one, right? I mean, this is, we know him and Dana White keep fighting. We understand that he's trying to claim that he's not, you know, he's moving on. He doesn't want to get in, he doesn't want to extend his contract, this, that, and the other. All this stuff going back and forth, gamesmanship, maybe, maybe he really is, you know, um, fed up with everything. Do you think at all, or did that play at all into how you looked at this and maybe how that could affect him come Saturday night? I really don't like to look into those kind of, you know, B and C type storylines come fight week, but you certainly have to like, you know, look into it because it's, it's a huge cloud over his head, not only with the contract negotiations, but how he's kind of like forced the rivalry with Cyril Ghosn, like forced the, the story of the knockout or the knockdown that happened a couple of years ago. I, I don't, I don't look into that like former training partners and understanding because guys change camps, they change training buddies all the time. So I think that's a non-factor. What I do know is what we're going to get to. And that's Cyril Ghosn, I believe, has the skill set it's going to take to dethrone Francis Ngannou as the heavyweight champion of the world. The combination of his fluidity with Muay Thai, the fact that he moves like a welterweight, the fact it's a larger cage, it's the 30-foot cage, not the 25-foot cage that they'll fight in. It's going to allow for that movement that Cyril Ghosn finds so successful. And then quite frankly, I think he's the better overall fighter. I think he's better on the ground. And I think actually Francis Ngannou is going to probably look to take this fight to the ground. Bad recipe for Cyril Ghosn. Uh, I wish I grabbed him earlier. I, I think uh, uh, our good buddy Gam Lou, Lou Finacaro, had him at a dollar twenty-five last week. Wish I grabbed him there, but I'll still take Cyril Ghosn at a dollar forty-five, even a dollar fifty, because I think more money is going to come in on Francis Ngannou at some point, even weighing up to to fight night. Uh, the public's going to say, "Well, the, the, that guy's a, a underdog. Let me play him, and then I'll, I'll grab Cyril Ghosn even further than I already have." So Cyril gone straight, no uh, derivative market here like you suggested in the co-main or no total here either. Well, I, I mean, I think, yeah, you, you have to. If you're going to, if you like Cyril gone, then you're on the over. And, and I think that's a safe play. Not only how gone fights, because gone is, again, a tactician, a cerebral, a point fighter. And gone has been patient as well over, uh, you know, if you look at his last fight against Stephen Miocic, he was measured. And I think that that's going to be kind of. The same approach. He's going to have to look for his openings and not be, not bull rush like we've seen him in previous. So the play is certainly Sergon the win. And if you think Sergon's going to win, he's likely going to do it in the later round. So the over at two and a half, uh, quite frankly, even three and a half is worth a look for sure. Jordan, happy new year. Merry Christmas and happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. Great happy seeing Hanukkah. you. Thank you. All right. Thank you An sir. early happy Valentine's Day. That's right. Pretty happy Valentine's. Jordan Sherwood, everybody. Wood on 106.3 on Twitter. Uh, he has strong conviction on all of those. Laying the wood left and right on the UFC <laughs> 270 card. Uh, by the way, uh, Clara Towson has broken back Danielle freaking Collins. She has broken her again and she is serving for the first set. I hope everybody jumped in at that moment when I said you can get her at a great price live at that moment. She was north of $2 was Towson. Tweet us if you did. 
because it's uh, looking up now. I was beginning to think this tournament was playing one big giant joke on me. <laughs> like if you, if you, uh, I know, and it, we as gamblers we do this stuff where we're like, ah, if you, if you crush closing line at some point, you, and so after a while you're like, okay, one of these manifest for us. So we're on our way in that one. Hope somebody jumped in and got a better price than I ever got on it at plus uh, north of plus two dollars. You agree with the uh, favorite parade here at UFC 270? I mean, it's like I said, I I think Moreno, and I understand why you bet him. I mean, I think Moreno's the better fighter. It's just I think we're going to get to a point where if this number keeps drifting, keeps drifting, keeps drifting, that, you know, Figueredo is so incredibly dangerous inside those first couple of rounds. And I just, you know, again, you show me a show me a 165, 170. It's just going to be principled. Principled, yeah. Principled yeah. wager. We'll come back nothing but football. Game by game, divisional round. Looking forward to that. Kelly will update all the scores as well. Let's go, Clara Towson. Let's get this done. It's Feaston's Primetime Action. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.